as long as you're in this abode, expect tribulation. He created death and life to test you, to, see, to, to test you, the bala. So it's a bala. If you read the Quran, all the prophets had tribulation. In fact, the Prophet said, That the people that have the greatest tribulation are the anbiya and then those next to them, those next to them. Ibn Abbas said that The foundation of this abode is Bala. Imam al-Junaid said uh, I don't find anything that happens to me in this abode uh, bothersome. You know, bishi'un, like disgusting or bothersome. He said, because asaltu aslan, I have a foundational principle that I understand. Hadihi dar daru hammin wa ghammin wa fitnatin wa bala. What he understood was the nature of the abode. Hukmu hadihi dar. The nature of this abode is ham, gham, fitna, and bala. That's the nature of the abode. And so he said, فَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ غَيْرَ ذَارِكَ فَهُوَ فَضْرٌ And that's, if you see other than that, it's the bounty of Allah. And you should be in a state of immense gratitude because the only reason we lose the, 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 gratitude, the, uh, the, 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 the bounties is because of kufran and ni'mah. That's all. لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you, if you uh, show gratitude, and, and the problem is a lot of Muslims think that gratitude is just saying Alhamdulillah wa shukrulillah. That's what they think gratitude. Gratitude, a shukru sarf al-abdi ma'awlahu ma'awlahu min ni'mahu fi ridahu. Kama qala al-shawadi, li'aqubi, Imam Muhammad Mawlud. Shukr in matharat al-qulub. Shukr is to use what God's given you in obedience. That's what gratitude is. There is shukr al-lisan, and that's important. But shukr al-arkan is, is really the true shukr. And, and that was the state the Prophet ﷺ was in. So, the states of man are only four, and women. The states of humanity, there's only four states that you're in at any given time. You're either in ni'mah, which would... So that's blessings. And that corresponds with regno. Right? Or you're in ma'asiyah. And that corresponds with... You're on your way down. Because if you're in ma'asiyah, you're in a bad state. So you're, you're headed down. You could feel it's a ni'mah because you're enjoying it at the time. But it's not. You're headed down. Or you're in niqmah. And niqmah, we get the, the word muntaqim uh, from it. Niqmah is the opposite of ni'mah. Or you're in ta'ah. And that's a hopeful state to be in. So this, the ni'mah, we experience joy. The ma'asiyah, 
it should put you, if you're a believer, into a state of fear. And fear is what leads to toba. Joy should lead to shukr. Niqmah should, this, this is sorrow, because when bad things happen, you become sorrowful. Niqmah should lead to sabr. Sabrun jameer, Allah musta'an. Right? I mean, that, 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 that's basically, I mean, he's lost his son, Yusuf alayhi salam. Right? And, 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 and he's a prophet. So what does he do? He doesn't go into a state of faza', jaza'. He doesn't, right? And he knows they did it. But there's nothing he can do about it. Because he understands this is all from God. So what does he do? Sabrun jamir wallah musta'an. Beautiful patience. The ulama say beautiful patience is not to complain about the difficulties you're in. And some of them say that, com that complaining doesn't negate the sabr if you're muhtasib. Because sometimes it's, you have to complain. Right? Like Khabbab ibn al-Arat. Right? He's one of the first Muslims. He's also the first Muslim to openly say that he was Muslim. He was a Najdi from Bani Tamim, but he, as a child he'd been kidnapped. He was kidnapped. And he was sold in Mecca. And that happened. The Arabs used to do that. They, they, the, the tribes were marauding tribes. They used to... Suhaib al-Rumi was stolen when he was a child and sold into... Salman al-Farisi was a free man, sold into slavery. So Khabab, he was a, a qain, like a smith. He used to make uh, swords for the people of Mecca. He was owned by a woman, the woman that bought him Umm Anmar. Very sick woman. And when he became Muslim, what happened was, uh, because he announced his Islam, he couldn't keep it in. Because the Prophet was in the time of Kitman, but he couldn't keep it in. And he started telling people, why, why don't you listen to this man? Why don't you? He was Mustadaf in Mecca, right? He didn't have any power. The people that had power, and this is important to note because a lot of Muslims don't appreciate this fact. The Prophet had protection in Mecca. Not all of his Sahaba had protection. Not all of them had protection. He had protection. So this idea that we all have to suffer collectively is a false concept. And people should rid their minds of this idea that because some of us are suffering, all of us have to suffer or throw ourselves in the line of suffering. We should have hum and be concerned about those people like the Prophet was, but we also have to have wisdom, hikmah. So Khabab, he, that what Umm Anmar did, she got some of her ruffians amongst the Quraysh, they went, held him down, she took his tools and she literally branded him, because he was a smith. She branded him with hot iron. Torture. He actually suffered from it later on. He became very wealthy, he lived in Kufa, but he suffered. So, and, the, and uh, Bilal ibn Rabah and uh, Ammar ibn Yasir and Khabbab, they, they, they suffered more than anybody else in, in, in terms of just ta'deeb. Sumaya also, she was killed, we know that. But Khabbab goes to the Prophet 
And it's a very interesting hadith, it's in Sahih Bukhari. It's a very interesting hadith to me. Because it says, Khabbab says, I found him mutawassidun, burdatan, fi dhill al-Ka'ba. He was reclining, he had his burda like a pillow. And he was reclining in the shade of the Kaaba. In other words, what it appears in the hadith is that he was in a very comfortable position. He's, he's lying down, he's in the shade of the Kaaba, not in the, in the heat. And what does Khabbab say? Won't you give us victory, O Messenger of God? Won't you imprecate, call on God to punish these people? In the hadith that's in Tirmidhi, he gets up and it says, His face was red. The ulama differ. Some say it was from the, the wisada and others say it's because he was upset at what, what uh, Khabbab said. Now you have to realize, Khabbab is really suffering. So what does he say, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He says to Khabbab, the people before you, the people before you, right? They used to dig a pit, put him in the pit. And then they would come with a minshar. And they would literally cut him in half. And he said that wouldn't... That wouldn't prevent him from his religion. And then he said, or they would take amshat and they would rake his flesh and tear it from the skin until it went to the bone or the nerve. Imagine, I mean, he's talking about torture. And this is Khabbab's being tortured, but not as bad as that. So he's, and this is an important qaida, because one of the things Ibn Abbas said in any tribulation, in any musibah, there's three ni'am. The first one, it could be worse. And that's what the Prophet is letting him know. I know that you're suffering, but it could be worse. And that's a ni'mah. So he tells them, this is what happened. They rake the flesh over. And he said, Wallahi, by Allah, Allah is going to complete this affair. Allah is going to... Hatta yasira rakibu min a traveler will go, and he chose a place that was known for Qutah Turuq, a bad area. A traveler will go from Sana'a to Hadramut, la yakhafu illallah wa dhi'b ala ghanimihi. He won't fear anything except Allah and the sheep, uh, the, the wolves from devouring sheep. And then what did he say? But you are trying to hasten something that's not coming yet. In other words, be patient. Be patient. If you're not ready for victory, if you don't have the tazkiyah, it's a blessing that Allah won't give you victory because it's better to be an oppressed than an oppressor. And if you don't think people right now in the Arab world, if they were given victory, what do you think they're going to do? What did they do to Qaddafi? Seriously. And he was a bad guy. Undeniably. What did they do to him? Did they take him to a mahkamah? Did they follow the rules of engagement? They could have taken him to a mahkamah, tried for crimes against the people of uh, Libya. No, they ripped him to pieces and filmed it. 
Is, is that how our Prophet came into Mecca? Seriously, is that how he came? Is that how Salahuddin al-Ayyubi came into Al-Quds? Is that how he came into Al-Quds? Even when they tried this guy Mubarak, you know, look, look, at, look at Nelson Mandela. He's not even a Muslim. When he came into power, and these are people that imprisoned him for the best years of his life, imprisoned him, put him in the worst prison, tortured him. He was tortured. Did horrible things to him. He's not even a Muslim. And when he gets into power, he has the prophetic sunnah, and what does that do? Everybody, everywhere, except the worst type of people, love Nelson Mandela. Seriously, they love him. <laughs> because he practiced the prophetic sunnah, which proves that even a, a non-Muslim, if he practices the prophetic sunnah, it will have the same effect on the hearts of the people. But if we're not practicing the sunnah, Allah is not going to give people, why should He give us victory? I can't find anywhere in the Qur'an where it says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Show me in the Qur'an where it says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Where? Who's Allah with? What's the ma'iyah with Allah? إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا وَهُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا Mujahada, that's in Ankabut, that's a Meccan surah before jihad of the sword. Those who do mujahada, in other words, struggle against themselves. Allah is with the muhsinin. The Prophet his deen, the Muslims, it, uh, like uh, Omar, when he wrote to the, the, the uncle of the Prophet, Sa'ad, he said to him, you better be in a state of ta'a because Allah la yansununa bil udda wa la bil idda wa inma yansununa bi ta'a fa idha stawayna fil ma'asi nasarahum alayna if we're the same in our disobedience he gives them victory over us he gives the, those with their kufr he will give them victory over disobedient Muslims. Why? Because if they get victory, they're going to disgrace the religion. It's better to be oppressed than to be an oppressor. If you're not ready for power, if you're still in this thing, you're not ready to be here. Because when you get there, you're going to do what everybody does. When they get there, you're going to become the tyrant. And Imam Madik said, never believe anyone. This is in Qadi Abu Bakr's Ahkam al-Quran. He says, never believe anyone. Don't believe those who say, I'm going to rectify things once I get into power. He says, you'll see, once they get into power, they'll be the same as the one that was in power. What does Allah say about the munafiqun? What do they say? That's always what the munafiqun say. The awliya, they don't say we're muslihun because they're too afraid to make that claim. In fact, in the Quran, Imam Qurtubi says, the first proof that they're liars is that they claim to be muslihun. That's the first proof. So all these people talking about islah and we're, once we get into power, we're going to set things right. 
That should be a big red flag for you. We don't give this person, uh, we, we don't give this, Hadal Amr is the, the word in, 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 in the prophetic tradition for power, state power. We don't give this, this to people that seek it. We don't give this to people that seek it. There goes elections. Gee, there goes democracy. Vote for me. <laughs> or those who are in power and they're clinging to it. Because all the intelligent people, they don't want to be in power. Malik Idris tried to, He tried in, in Libya several times. He said, I don't want this. I just want to go and, and worship Allah. And they wouldn't let him. Those are the type of people you want in power. Not people seeking after it. Oh, but the Prophet Yusuf, make me If you're the Prophet Yusuf, I'll trust you. <laughs> and then he, that was also Dawah strategy because he was showing them, he wasn't asking to be the head of the Muslim state. He was asking, to show the, the disbelievers what righteousness is. That was his da'wah. So, these are the responses. If you're in ni'mah, the response is shukr, gratitude. If you're in ma'asiyah, it should instill fear in you of the adab of Allah, and that should lead to tawbah. If you're in ni'mah, difficulties, tribulations, then isbiru wa sabiru. Be patient and tell others to be patient. By the nature of time, you're in loss, you're losing. That's it. Tell each other what the truth is and then tell each other to be patient. And then if you're in ta'a, you should have hope. But ta'a, the, 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 the corresponding Virtue of ta'a is shuhud al-minna. It's to witness the gift of Allah, that you had tawfiq, so you don't get arrogant. Allah says, ثُمَّ أَوْرَثْنَا الْكِتَابَ الَّذِينَ اصْطَثَيْنَ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدٌ وَمِنْهُمْ سَابِقٌ بِالْخَيْرَةِ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ In that ayah, the ulama say that the first one, he begins with ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ for raja, for hope. So this is the ma'asiyah. So you have a believer who's in ma'asiyah. Walimun li nafsihi. But he's still min al-ladhina akhada nasiban min al-wiratha. He took a portion of the wiratha. Awrathna al-kitab al-ladhina stafayna. So he's mustafa. He's a chosen if he's a believer. And so that's to give hope. And then the muqtasid in the middle because he, goes, he inclines to both. Sometimes he's in ma'asiyah, sometimes he's in ta'a. And these are the nafs al-ammara, nafs al-lawama, and nafs al-mutma'inna. The last one, sabiqun bil khairat, is the only one that Allah says, bi'idhnillah. He doesn't say the other ones. Because that will say, oh, the, the reason I'm sinning is because, you know, Allah kataba alayya hadha shay. No. But for the one who's in obedience, what does Allah say? He's in obedience because Allah permitted him to be in obedience. And that's why you should have shuhud and minna. So as long as we're out here in this outer circle, these are the, these are the ahwal that we should uh, encompass.